This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Good morning, everybody. It is that time again. It is Sunday morning here in Colorado. It is 77 degrees and sunny. It is Sunday, July 30th, 2023. I am Vince Russo, and this is a little ditty by the name of Glass Onions. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And remember, if anybody ever asks you, the walrus was... Paul, and speaking of the walrus, that is our topic today. Guys, you know, listen, man, when I got a when I got a band tattooed on my arm, and that was the very first tattoo I ever got. I don't have to tell you, man, I am the biggest beetle mark on the freaking planet. Um, I am one of those people that believe that there are the Beatles and everybody else. And I got to tell you, man, when somebody is that popular and that over, like, you know, today's Taylor Swift, bro, there's got to be something more there than meets the eye. Um, Especially when it comes to the Beatles, because you always hear about the Beatles being four lads from Liverpool. And, bro, you can go back, man. You can find the YouTube videos of them performing at the Tavern in in, um, Liverpool. And, bro, that's literally what they were, four lads from Liverpool. There was nothing really extraordinary um, about this band. Yeah, man, they were playing rock and roll in the early 60s. But from where they were in Liverpool to what they became and the quote-unquote musicians they became and the songwriters they became, I don't know, bro. <laughs> like, it's it's always been very, very, very odd to me. I know George Martin, uh, their producer, had a lot more to do with their success than people want to let on. Um, Especially, man, in those early years when the Beatles were out touring, uh, when they were making their movies. Uh, I know George Martin was working on a lot of that uh, music with a lot of famed musicians. I mean, musicians, professional musicians. Because man, when when we go back and you know we we list, there was a change, bro. There was a change. There's no doubt about it. Very early on, it was very very bubblegum, uh, no question about it. As a matter of fact, the Beatles were doing a lot of covers, um, and then we saw a little bit of a change when we got into Rubber Soul and Revolver, and then we saw a significant change. By the time we got to Sgt. Pepper, Magical Mystery Tour, Abbey Road, etc. Um, so the Beatles have always, always been very, very interesting uh, 
to me. Um, and today, I want to look at the creepiest Beatles conspiracy theories ever. And um, many of these I was familiar with, and we will talk in detail about those. Some of them were new to me. So I am going to uh, I'm going to talk about this man. This came out on uh, this is this is on the site news.com.au and um this came out on the Huffington Post in 2014, bro. So this was a good 10 years ago. Todd Van Lulling. Um but 10 years ago doesn't matter, bro. The, the Beatles surfaced in the very early 60s, and we are still talking about them today. Man, we're talking about 60 years now, bro. Freaking 60 years. Um, so this, this is not outdated by any uh, sense of the word, but I want to go uh, uh, over these. The five creepiest conspiracy theories ever. Now... Here's the intro by Mr. Uh, Van Lulling. If you're a Beatles Superman, then you should already know about the theory that Paul McCartney died in 1960s. I don't, I don't even think, bro, at this point, you have to be a uh, Beatles Superman. If you listen to me and you listen to this show, bro, you know all about the Paul is dead conspiracy. He blew his mind out in a car and then an imposter or multiple imposters took his place for the rest of the prolific career of Sir Maka. The theory may have seemed as crazy as an Eggman saying goo goo gajoob, but it should really come as no surprise. Beatlemania led to the creation of some even more insane theories over the years. Now, this was 49 years ago on December 3rd, 1965. It's going to be longer than that now. It's going to be... 35, 45, 55, 58 years ago, right? Because 35 and 23 is is uh, 58 years ago. The Beatles released Rubber Soul. So how about you think for yourself and decide whether some of these potential conspiracies are solid or made of Norwegian wood? All right, bro. Enough with the play on words, bro. Enough. Although we jumped in our yellow submarine, I guess it wasn't enough, bro. Although we jumped in our yellow submarine, drove deep into these five conspiracies, it should be noted that none of these fan theories are our views. They're presented purely as fun speculation. Now, number one, now I have heard this um, over the years. This is one I, I, I don't believe, even though, man, uh, there were significant changes in the facial features of uh, John Lennon over the years. You know, we always talk about the Paul is dead conspiracy. Bro, you look at early Lennon, you look at late Lennon, there were some um, there were some drastic changes. Now, it could have been plastic surgery. Uh, I don't know, bro. It could have been the use of a foreign substance up his uh, two nostrils. I don't know. But um, when you look at early Lenin and late Lenin, there's a significant change. But let's get into this. Every member of the Beatles died and was replaced except for Paul McCartney. So 
This is the reverse Paul is dead theory. Going against the famous theory that Paul McCartney is dead, a student at the University of Virginia named Chris Fischel came up with evidence to the contrary in 1994. Now this I have not heard. So this should be a lot of fun to look at together. Fischel argues that Ringo Starr was the first to die in 1963, then George Harrison in 64, finally Lennon in 65. This isn't true, of course. Starr is still alive while Lennon was murdered in 80. Harrison died in 2001. But in this article, Fischel says that much of the evidence used in the Paul is dead theory actually supports the opposite. But for space considerations, he doesn't include the specific instances. Instead, he goes year by year detailing all the clues that that should lead you to believe that all of the Beatles are dead except McCartney. Here are a few of the clues taken from his argument, along with one that tells why McCartney isn't actually dead. Now, bro, this, uh, you know, bro, come on. Ringo died in 63, Harrison in 64, Lennon in 65. This is probably a, um, uh, you know, just a work. Uh, but let, let's see it. It might, it might be interesting. I might learn something here. You might learn something here, bro, because that's what this show is all about, isn't it? This show is all about learning together. So on the front cover of With the Beatles, Ringo's face is not in line with those of the other fabs. Clearly a clue that the Ringo on this album is different from the others. Obviously, he had died between the first two albums that had been replaced. All right, bro, that, that, that's ridiculous. Come on. 1964, on the cover of A Hard Day's Night, George is the only Beatles with his back to the camera in any of the photos. And he's the only one with a cigarette, a coffin kneel in parentheses. These are the signals that George had died. Oh, my God, bro, come on. Now, this is a little ridiculous. See, that's why I think this is a joke. 1966 on Revolver, John number 2 sings the song, I'm Only Sleeping. Sleep, of course, a metaphor for death. Uh, C.F. Hamlet's To Sleep, Perchance to Dream Soliloquy. All right, that's, that's ridiculous. Let's move on. These are ridiculous so far, guys. 1967 in Strawberry Fields, John number two says, I buried Paul. Now that we all know, bro, from the end of Strawberry Fields, I buried Paul. At first, this may suggest that Paul had joined the other three Beatles in dying. However, earlier John two sings, nothing is real which shows that his latter comment is not a real clue, but rather a red herring to throw the unweary off of the real trail. Oh, please. bro, this is, this is, all right, number one is ridiculous. I can already say that we're not even done with it. About two dozen pieces of evidence like this flesh out officials argument. At the end, he asked readers to help him and find more as he didn't have the resources necessary to listen to every Beatles song backwards. In 1992, Fisher also won a contest in the Skeptical Inquirer for coming up with a list of arbitrary coincidence 
coincidences between presidents to help disprove why the famous connections between Abe Lincoln and John F. Kennedy and John F. Kennedy don't mean there is a logic conspiracy. Right, that, that's ridiculous. Throw, throw that out the window. Now, this is true. Uh, there is no doubt in my mind that I, I don't believe this one is true. The Beatles are character. Well, not to this extent. The Beatles are characters that have been played by many different actors over the year. That is not true. However, I will say this. This is true. Uh, During the course of their popularity, there were many doubles. Many, many doubles for the Beatles just to, you know, fool people that they were going one way when they were actually going another way. Um, it, it was really more for their protection that there were doubles. Now, some people go as far as to say that doubles of them actually showed up at press conference. And I can, I can show you footage of that later because I've seen that and, um, you know, but I had to dig for it. So there is no question in my mind that the Beatles had various, various doubles to um you know kind of fool people to for for their protection. So the Beatles are characters that have played many different actors played by many that 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 part's not true. That's a stretch. The very first thing the case for this theory says is that this is a serious subject, not a joke. Keeping in mind that this is not a joke, the theory continues. It has become apparent to us in this extensive and painstaking research that there were never just four individual people known as John, Paul, George, and Ringo who comprised one rock and roll band known as the Beatles and rose to fame as the world's first supergroup. For all intents and purposes, as far as we can tell, no one such group ever existed. Basically, the evidence presented here is that between height discrepancies throughout their careers, that is true. The changing appearance of their facing and shifting mannerisms, such as certain members seeming to be left-handed and other times right-handed, that is true, basically talking about Paul. The Beatles couldn't have been the same four people since the beginning. A whole section is devoted to the apparent changes in Paul McCartney's eyebrows over the years. Now, now, guys, the Beatles aren't the only ones to do this. Bro, remember when there was a fake uh, Ivanka Trump, not, not Ivanka Trump, um, uh, 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 Trump, yeah, uh, Trump's wife, his new wife, Milana. Remember, a lot of people thought there were a there was a fake Milana. Bro, they use body doubles. There is no question about that. And body doubles were used for the Beatles over the years. But like I said, man, they were really used in a way to confuse uh, people. So, you know, the Beatles could make a quick getaway from a concert, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it wasn't actors uh, playing the role of the four different Beatles. But no doubt, bro, that they had several body doubles over their careers. Now, this one I've heard. Um, many, 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 many times. We've probably talked about it here. The Illuminati, the Illuminati created the Beatles to control the youth and reshape their personalities with soft drugs. This comes from popular conspiracy theorist Dr. John Coleman 
and particularly focuses on how they weren't a musical sensation until the Illuminati, specifically the Committee of 300 and the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations, engineered the American media to to declare them the top of Rock and Roll Mountain before even climbing it. The editor's note at the top of the long article warns, people who are sentimental about the Beatles would find it hard to believe that they were pumped up and used by the Illuminati to introduce soft drugs among middle-class American youth. I have heard about Travis Stock uh, for a long time. You guys can look it up and uh, you can do the research. But this is a very interesting theory that I don't think is as far-fetched Um, as one may believe. For those unfamiliar, the Committee of 300, allegedly founded by members of the British uh, uh, aristocracy in the 1800, is a group often brought up by conspiracy theorists and has since controlled decisions in all aspects of civilizations from pop culture to politics. The Tavistock Institute is a publicly known British charity founded in 1947. But conspiracy theorists believe the Institute's real purpose is to similarly engineer the world's culture. Guys, look up Tavistock Institute. That's all out there. I mean, there, there, there is a real thing, bro. In what he calls the Aquarian conspiracy, Coleman explains. The phenomenon of the Beatles was not a spontaneous rebellion by youth against the old social system. Instead, it was a carefully crafted plot to introduce by a conspiratorial body, which could not be identified, a highly destructive and um, divasive element into a large population group for change against its will. New words and new phrases prepared by Tavistock were introduced to American song with the Beatles. Words such as rock in relation to music sounds, teenager, cool, discovered, and pop music music were a lexicon of disguised code words signifying the acceptance of drugs and arrived with the accompanied the Beatles wherever they went to be discovered by teenagers. Incidentally, the word teenagers was never used until just before the Beatle arrived on the scene, courtesy of the Tavistock Institute for Human Relations. That is interesting, bro. Because I was, you know, I was about three years old in 1964. Um, That would really be interesting to research. Um, When did the word teenagers come about? And was that a word that was created? That is very, very interesting. In short, it is believed that this committee of 300 and Tavistock decided to alter the youth with soft drugs and new ideas for them to obsess over. The Aquarian conspiracy is considered ongoing, although not necessarily led by Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr at the moment. 
So yeah, bro, they they were a band that were literally created out of a lab to shape and mold of uh, the 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 youth, the youth of the world, you know, who who were then called teenagers and had not been referred to that uh by that point. That is very interesting, bro. Okay, this one I never heard of. The one guy who thinks the Beatles allegedly conspired to kill their original drummer, Pete Best. Almost all of the evidence for this theory comes from a writer named L. Gunblade, who collected alleged conversations by the members of the Beatles where they apparently discussed Best. Here's the story. Remember, bro, Pete Best was in the uh, original Silver Beatles. Uh, but before they they made it big, uh, he was fired by the band and replaced by Ringo Starr. A customer at the Bingle, B- Beatles hangout, the Grapes, in Liverpool, overhears a conversation after the band's Cavern Club appearance that night. When drummer Pete Best leaves the room to urinate in the alley, John Lennon, George Harrison, Paul McCartney discuss the possibility of getting Pete out of the band. John dislikes his haircut. Paul hates how he's getting all the girls, while George states that he's glad they went to get ri- they want to get rid of someone in the band other than himself. The wheel is in motion. Yeah, bro, the story with the Beatles um getting rid of Best where they were jealous of him. Uh Pete Best um somehow became the focal point of the of the band. Uh he was definitely over with the females. So that that is the um, folklore of why they wanted to get rid of him. But this story goes on like this with random people, such as a janitor and a performing little person. Overhearing this detail or that t- detail of the supposed murder plot, the story for the murder attempt comes from an unwritten memoir of George Harrison, someone who had rigged Pete Best's drums to explode at the end of a show. That is ridiculous. Now, this one is really interesting, bro, when we look into what what is occurring as we speak. Number five. The Beatles have been purposely hiding songs that they'll release if they ever need money. Have you ever heard the songs Colliding Circles, Left is Right and Right is Wrong, Deck Chair and Pink Litmus Paper Shirt? These are the songs that have apparently been hitting away in Apple, Apple Records vault. A British teenager named Martin Lewis was a source of the theory in 71 when he included extra tack, track names on a Beatles bootleg he sent to a magazine. Since then, he's confessed to the whole world um, of the whole thing being a hoax, but Beatles fans haven't taken his word and claim he's lying. Lewis explained to USA Today, to my shock and horror, many Beatles fans refused to believe me. People told me your confession is a hoax. I know someone who's got those songs. I'm letting the cat out of the bag. There are no songs. Bro, as we speak, McCartney, is releasing a new Beatles song. 
with help of AI. And this was supposedly a song that Lennon was working on right before he died. So they've got those tracks. They've got um, studio tracks from George Harrison. I heard this song the other day, bro. I think the song's out. Um, so they created a new Beatles song. So that is very, very, very interesting, number five. Now, here is a bonus conspiracy theory, which may explain something. Paul McCartney was into speculative theories and conspiracies himself. Apparently, throughout at least in his mid-20s, McCartney was a bit obsessed with the assassination of JFK. According to author and former New York State legislator Mark Lane, McCartney took particular interest in his book, Rush to Judgment, and had phone calls with Lane about whether Lee Harvey Oswald had committed the assassination or not. Nearing the height of his career, shortly before the release of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, McCartney offered to add to the soundtrack of the film adaptation of Rush to Judgment. McCartney's involvement certainly would have made the Beatles a controversial figure in the United States. McCartney wanted to give the music as a present to Lane and said, one day my children are going to ask me what I did with my life, and I can't just answer that I was a Beatle. The director of the movie, Emilie D'Antonio, ended up turning down McCartney's offer because he thought it overshadowed the stark and didactive feel of the movie. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band went on to be released without this controversy. Now, this is really interesting, bro, because if McCartney were into was into uh, conspiracy theories and it was right before Sgt. Pepper, bro, then Paul McCartney could have been behind the entire conspiracy that he had died. Bro, there are very subtle hints and really not hints at all prior to Sergeant Pepper. You know, they say rubber soul. Well, well, yeah, you got die in a car accident, the rubber and the soul that, that to me, that's a reach. Um, with, with all the um, intricate designs of the, of the revolver cover, there's nothing there, bro. There is nothing there. The conspiracies started with Sergeant Pepper. So if we find out that McCartney was into the JFK assassination prior to Sergeant Pepper, bro, this could explain all the hints, starting with Sergeant Pepper, then Magical Mystery Tour, then Abbey Road, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this makes a lot of sense, bro. This is the first time I'm hearing that uh, Paul was a, uh, you know, maybe not a conspiracy theorist, but he was definitely interested in the the, um, assassination of JFK. So much that he wanted to offer his music for free as a part of this soundtrack. So, and and that's coming from a reliable source. So now we're getting a, a huge piece here that McCartney was into conspiracy theories which could lead to the Paul is dead theory. You know, bro, it blows my mind that to this day, 
He does not address that. He'll kid around about it and bullshit. But the fact of the matter is those hints were put there. All of them, bro. All of them. They were planted. The records backwards. The whole nine yards, bro. They are there. Uh, they were constructed. They were put together to make people to for people to find this theory. Now, this could have been Paul having fun uh, because he liked conspiracy theories, or this could have been the the truth. And this could have put this could have been them putting it right in front of your face because we know that's a rule of the Illuminati. They've got to put it in front of your face because they got to be able to say, we told you, but it's so far out there and it's so bizarre that you're not going to believe it anyway. So either Paul was just having fun, but the thing about that is, bro, why wouldn't he say that? Why wouldn't he say, bro, in 2023, man, I always enjoyed a good conspiracy theory. I did a lot of research into JFK. It was right around the time of um, Sgt. Pepper. So I thought, you know what? Let's have a little bit of fun. Never in my life did I think um, all these years after people would think I was dead. That's all he's got to say. He doesn't say that. He's never said that. He always jokes about it in a backhanded type of way. But guys, make no bones about it. Those hints are real. Uh, They were crafted. They were put in specific spots. There's no question. That's not up for debate. So the, the question is, why? Why? Was Paul just effing around? Is this, is this much, much bigger? Is it indeed true? So very, very interesting to find out that Paul himself was a uh, conspiracy uh, theorist. Uh, man, that could be a huge piece of the puzzle. Like I said, man, if he was just screwing around, uh, the Beatles thought it was funny. But again, why would you not say that today unless it was completely different, unless you go all the way back to uh, Tavistock, and and that was a real thing. Um, Just very interesting, man. I always found it so odd that after all these years, um, Paul doesn't just come out and say, Yes, it was a joke. Yes, it was a hoax. Yes, it was me screwing around with conspiracy theories. Has never said any of that. Uh, Man, guys, you know my good friend Mike Williams, bro. He's made a uh, livelihood out of the Paul is dead theory. So this is a very uh, interesting piece to the puzzle. You see, bro, we learned something today, you and I, which is very, 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 very interesting. But I don't know, man. I don't believe the Beatles were planning the the, uh, murder of Pete Best. That's a little nuts. Guys, man, I'm always open for suggestions for this show. Email me, bro, officialvinceruso at gmail.com. I may pick one of your topics. I have picked listener topics in the past, bro. 
That is it, everybody. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Take care, man. I'll see you next time.